Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Billy. With over 14 years of customer service experience under my belt, I've learned a thing or two about connecting and creating success. At Billy Cameron Co., it's all about collaboration for mutual growth. Ready to see what we can achieve together? Let's chat. You can find me on Instagram at Billy Cameron Co. or email me at contactbillycameron at gmail.com. Talk soon. for Mac and I'm a bartender now. Has anyone ever saying T Pain's bartender to you? You know what? I have I've have heard it once, <laughs> but it wasn't coming from no girl, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that doesn't sound that enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna lie. So what we do here on Mac World is we try to just figure out, you know, how you are where you are at this very moment, you know. So I feel like the best way that you could go about doing that is to ask them, what's your earliest memory that you have in your life? Like, what's the first thing that you can remember in your life? You know what's crazy? First thing I think I can actually say I remember is, like, being at Marineland. I don't know how old I was. There's pictures of me, like, at Marineland when I'm, like, three, seeing a beluga whale. That thing was scary, that's for sure. I I do know that because I remember, like, I was seeing it through the glass. I remember seeing them through the glass. And then my parents, like, picked me up to, like, get a closer look because everyone else was doing that with their kids, right? Everyone's trying to get a closer look. And the thing came right up, right up to the glass, like, over top, like, head out of water and whatnot. Scared me. For sure scared me. Good times. Good times, for sure. What else can you remember about around that age? Nothing really. You know what? Maybe playing soccer with my dad. I remember a lot of times in the house my dad would always, like, play soccer with me. And, you know, like basically what brought the love to my heart, you know, for some reason, just because of my dad, I always like, had a competitive thing. I always thought I could beat him. He's letting me win. But like it gave me that little drive, you know, as a as a youngster, he turned it up, you know, every once in a while. I'd just be like, oh, OK, I'm having a bad day, you know, but I, soccer, he definitely accidentally, you know, gave me a drive with it, you know, with the sport. And where was this like? Where were you living at the time? Right then and there, we were living in, in Scarborough. So, like, everyone knows, like, in the in the GTA, like, Scarborough, Ontario. What is the GTA? Everywhere surrounding Toronto is the GTA, the greater Toronto area. That sounds kind of shitty. I'm not going to lie. It does. It the does. The greater Toronto area? Greater like, Toronto area. Like, why are you greater than Toronto? Like, why you just, why you had to say that for Yeah, like, <laughs> you know. Why you had to bring that up? You, you know? know? <laughs> like, I guess Toronto was never getting the respect it actually deserved, <laughs> to be honest. It never did until, you know, you know who came out of, came out of the area. So Who? Drake, obviously. Cardinal. Cardinal did it Cardinal first. Cardinal did it first, for sure. <laughs> Cardinal was the Mr. Mr. Toronto before Drake, right? So when I was born in Scarborough, lived there till I was about 10, okay. right? And then we moved to Markham, Ontario. At the time... I remember going to visit the place with my, with my parents, but they told me it was for our aunt. So, like, we're just helping our aunt, like, you know, look at a place. And at that time, it just, like, farm. It smelled like a farm. 
Like literally that whole Markham was just like a farm area smelled like manure. So I, I remember telling my mom about that, like, oh, it smells weird in this area. Da, da, da. A year later, a year and a half later, two years later, we moved to that same house. And I'm like, I remember seeing this place. Isn't this the place we, it was more a little, little more developed at the time. It didn't smell like manure as much, right? Years go by. I spent my, like, you know, my, my most influential years, I'd say, in Markham. What was the age that you feel that that was happening? And why do you feel like that was happening? Uh, obviously, in high school. I feel like high school was, like, the biggest eye-opener for everything for me. Growing up, I was, uh, I was just into soccer mostly, you know? And then when I moved to Markham, nobody really played soccer. It was all, it was all ball. You know what I mean? So, like, I really couldn't like, you know, show out like what I liked most because everyone wanted to play this way. So I played ball in, in Markham. Did you ever play ball before? Oh, I loved it, man. Yeah, me, I was just like an energetic kid. Like I had ADHD, obviously growing up, like I just had this like energetic, like I couldn't sit in my seat type of, yeah, I was always trying to do something, right? So like, like activities was always the greatest thing just to, you know, tire me out and whatnot. So like basketball was easy to learn, obviously for me. But uh, yeah, high school was definitely, uh, for me, the most influential years. Learning about, you know, life, just like, you know, I think it's like high school is the beginning of your realization, really, of what's to come. I think I was around 14 or 15 in grade nine. They're already talking in schools about like, what are you gonna be when you grow up? I'm just like, oh, it's already that time? And like, I never realized, like, I was just like, oh, this is so weird. Like, I have to figure it out now. But like, they gave us three years to really figure it out or four years, technically. In high school, they give you four years. And then by then, you got to really find it out. You got to get into something. But I just wasn't, I wasn't ready. It was, yeah, it was early. I was still finding myself. I was still like, you know, introducing myself to girls, like trying to talk to girls now. Like, you know, getting to that puberty stage of like, I want to talk to girls every day. doesn't matter what it is. I think everything happened so much in those four years that it's like it was like super condensed, but a lot happened in those four years. Obviously, a lot more has happened in my later on life, but I would say when I first started to realize like who I am as a person rather than like what I'm going to do in life was definitely in high school. I realized like, you know, I was a little conspiracy theorist, maybe a little too much in high school. What was you conspiring about? It was... At that time, it was like the Illuminati, like the the families, like the 13 families that have like basically run the past like centuries, really, you know, just like the music industry a lot, mostly like the music industry. Right. And how like demonic the music industry it really is. People are not really taking it in. I'm not going to sit here and say like, you know, it, it steered me away from music for sure. No, but it definitely made me like realize a lot more about the industry and and like how people take their uh, their rise to fade uh, to fame, you know what I mean? Like how did it happen? What did they do? What did they have to do? So I'm in high school, Markham, buddy, buddy, basically with everybody, you know, just trying to just trying to be. I guess you could say popular, right? That's I guess that's what I was trying to do, right? I just wanted everyone to like me, I guess. So I, I kind of hung out with more than one one crowd. I really I really didn't actually even play soccer in high school until like grade 11 or 12 because we didn't even get a team till grade 11 I think. So we only had like two years of it, for for me. But um, 
I always tried out for the ball team, never made it. Too tiny, just wasn't it, you know? It wasn't it for me. In high school, I never made the basketball team until grade 12 year, and I never played. But at least I did it, you know? Multi-sport athlete, you feel me? I was much better in basketball, actually, after high school, like much better. Yeah, I, I would always like, you know, steer to like different crowds. Yeah, that went on for years. I enjoyed myself. I didn't think like anything wrong of it, you know? But later on in life, like, you know, by grade 12 year, I realized like, you know, who my real friends were at the end of the day, right? And how did you distinguish that? Like, what was it about them that made them like a real friend? You know what? There's from high school, probably 10 to 12 of us that are still talk till this day. We still link up till this day. There's another guy who's like, has adapted more of a role in my family household that is crazy. He's, he's at my parents' crib till this day, like going in, helping my parents, like acting like a son. The man has done everything for my family. So like, that's like my, my brother too, right? What distinguished this whole, like, you know, like made me realize after I, I got in a fight on prom night with, with like the, the guys that I parred with from grade nine. It was off some stupid shit. It was off of, you know, like them not liking one of these guys, you know, in our group excluded him out of the group type of nonsense, you know? And I don't deal with that nonsense, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think you should ever, like, kick someone out of a group. Like, we're all boys. Say, group decision. I don't feel that way. Why, why is he getting banished? Are you a leader or something? Yeah. Le our leader? That's crazy. We're boys. There's no leader. Some people just didn't like that I voiced my opinion like that, and we had to go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Yeah. We're not friends to this day. There's a couple people from that group that I, I actually do... I have rekindled a friendship with, you know, which is nice to see, but it's not the same, obviously, right? So, like, you know, being 18 at this time, just realizing, like, wow, like, who your real friends are, this is that. Reality really set in, yeah. And then this is the time where, like, I'm supposed to be on my way to college, right? I still don't know what I want to do. I take general arts. In high school, I wasn't, I, I wouldn't say I was a bad kid. I just, like, really was bored. We used to do real dumb shit. We used to sneak into houses at night. You know, like not not like people living there, you know, like houses that are being built. Yeah. So the empty house, we just we just go in there, smoke up, you know, just trespassing, climbing, you know, like patio doors and whatnot, like up to patio doors. It's crazy. Right. I was a little dumb sometimes, too. You know, I was selling weed in high school. I was trying to make a bag, man. You know, I was trying to make money, you know, and, and, and it's crazy. Like there's so many times where like I think the school almost had me to where like I was like cops were involved, right? You know, like there's one time I remember there's like a forest right in front of our school. So like everybody goes in there to smoke up and like this was our spot too. So I go and I smoke there. I smoke cigarettes then. So like we'd smoke there, we're smoking a joint, right? And then we see a van pull up right next to the, the front entrance of the forest. And like, this is a, a road, there's no stop, stopping there. So I'm looking at this silver van, I'm like, why the fuck would a silver van just stop right there? Mind you, someone starts coming to coming through the entrance. I see it. It's a cop. I got like, yeah, at this time. And this is like, what, 2011, maybe 2012. Weed not legal yet in Canada. It's not good, right? It would have been a real bad situation just with the amount that I guess I had on me. It would have been really bad, right? So, yeah, we were freaking out. The cops come in. I remember my boy just, you know, flicking the joint, right? What does he do? He backs and he flicks it right next to my foot shit's still going this shit is still going i'm tripping out i'm sitting on the log that we're like in the forest i'm just sitting on the log i see right at my foot i like you know i crouch down as the cop is coming i just bury it in the in like the leaves and everything and just like you know kick the kick the dirt cop immediately comes up to me he's like get up right now what'd you put down there what'd you put i'm like i'm tying my shoes brother 
you know, he's, he, he starts looking everywhere. He's like, he's like, what's that? I'm like, it's a cigarette butt. He's like, no, that don't, he's like, then what's that? And I was like, sir, everybody, there's cigarette butts everywhere. What do you mean? Yeah, that wasn't me. I'm telling you, I just like, it's a cigarette butt that what I was just smoking. Yeah. You know, I think that was like my first real scare with like being, an, I would say an idiot, you know, trying to make money back in the day. I used to get caught by my parents all the time too. What was that like? What was the first time you got caught? What was that experience? With like? my parents? Oh man, I think my heart like almost, almost stopped for sure. Uh, the first time they actually caught me with like a lot of weed. Cause like before they'd like, it'd be like just literally like what's in a piece of paper. Just like probably like 0 0.2, 0 0.3. Just like a little bit like residue, crumbs, right? And then they paged me about it, but they never actually found bud on me. This time my mom found like a whole ounce and and she flushed it like i came home i did not know what was happening right i just come home i go straight to my room and i like i open like my drawer and like pull out the drawer where i was hiding it there's nothing there's only dime bags empty there was 30 bags emptied each one put each dime bag back in there i go look at the toilet you can still see little bits of weed in the toilet my heart stopped and that was because i had that shit on like Consignment, huh? I'm getting spotted by like the older heads in the area, you know? I'm shook. My first reaction, I wasn't even like scared with my parents. It was like, what, how was I going to get that money back? You know what I mean? I already had no money. I got it on spot. <laughs> you know? First thing I did, I don't know why that was my reaction. I went and I snapped. I went to my mom. I was like, are you crazy? I was thinking like, you know, I was going to get knocked. Like they were, they were about to, they were about to fuck me up. They were about to maybe you know use some weapons there might be but back then nobody was really on the guns tip in in my ends have you ever felt like that before in your life like have you ever experienced that type of fear before no nah, I've, I've always been in, in fights and like you know and like people you know jumping and whatnot that, that's happened before i'd say i'm a lot more like aggressive now for sure just because of those scenarios right yeah i was always smaller too right so everybody and i have a big mouth so I'm tiny and like, I'm not gonna let somebody disrespect me ever. doesn't matter, we're equal. You're not finna violate me. No way, no way. There's nothing like that happening. So I'd obviously have to fight anybody because everybody's like, I have a chance. I will beat this kid down. This guy's tiny. For sure, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a roll with it. Everybody does it, man. Me, I, I love it. But yeah, moms, moms is, I go up to her and I, and I just start cussing. Like, why wouldn't you come and, and tell me, at least talk to me about it? Now you just, you know, you just fucked me, basically. You just fucked me. My dad was just like, are you mad? Have you ever spoken to your mom like that before? No, 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 no. That was the first time I was like, I was, uh, like, before, it, it, I, no, I'd never. At that time, that was just like, it was pure, like, anger and, like, me, like, worried about what was going to happen, you know? But yeah, I just, my dad brought me right back to reality instantly. Just like, are you mad? You're in the wrong, brother. You're, you're the one in the wrong, you know? Calm down, obviously, after. But at the end of the day, my parents love me, you know? They do, obviously just looking out for me, doing the best. And they paid for it. My parents actually gave me the money for it. They gave me the bread. They, gave me the bread. they didn't want no problems for me, right? They're like, here, take this money, give it to this guy. Don't ever talk to this guy ever again. I was like, bet. You got it. So what did you do with the bread when you went to see the guy? To be honest, to be honest, I did. I I did 
I I might have like paid him back and got like a lot less on the spot. And I sold that quickly so I can make profit, but I stopped right after that. Yeah, it was just like, nah, there's no way I went through all this and I wasn't going to make a single dollar. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just left it on my boy's crib after that. I was like, brother, please, your crib is like, I can hold it down here. Let me just come through sometimes during the leave it out somewhere I could come. It worked out. I was got rid of that shit within two days. Blessed. See you later. Gone. Let me focus on what I'm going to do in life, you know? I've had moments like that where you know you're in the wrong. And, you know, I feel like most of our mothers are quite similar where if they really will show you how, like, much it affects them, what it is that you're doing. See, me and my mom were, like, the same person. Even to this day, like, when there's too much of us, like, in the same room, shit gets a little hot. It's just our personalities. They're so alike. So, like, we both have super eccentric, like, fire personalities when we're with each other. My mom's just eccentric in general. But when I'm with her, I for some reason, I get eccentric. I don't know how. She just brings it out of me. It was a lot of like, during that time, it was um, obviously no one was really talking to me in the house and like, I wasn't allowed to go nowhere. Like my parents were super strict with me, you know? I used to have to remember every single per, I had a phone book in my head of everybody's number. If my parents leave their phone out to charge, I'll, I'll go grab it, call somebody, be like, yo, this, 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 that, delete a text instantly and then be on my way. Yeah, I used to sneak out a lot, man. I used to sneak out, yeah, I used, like, because of that, I used to sneak out a lot, and it made me, like, such, like, I hate to say it, made me such a, so much of a sneaky person. I like to say, like, uh, sly, if you want to say it, like, you know, slithery, like, I, like, I was very agile when I would sneak out of the house. My house had a lot of creaks. So what was it like the first time you snuck out your crib? So why I went sneak out? Because my boys were just like, yo, we're going to go smoke up. That was it. That was all it was. And they, he stole his parents' car, right? Yeah, it was one of those. That's what we used to do. We used to just take our parents' car out at night and and just, like, smoke up. So, like, uh, I remember, like, I, I lived, my room was on top of the garage. So, on top of the garage, I used to always just sit there and chief. Like, I'd come out my window and just smoke there. It was just a nice view, you know? Like, I used to just sit there and ponder and, like, think about life. That's when I, like, that's what I'm saying, like, my most influential years were in high school because, like, I used to sit there. For like at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. when everyone's asleep, I just sit there for an hour, mm-hmm. an hour and a half, just literally moments to myself looking at the sky and just like being high out of my mind. You know what I mean? Just as a, a young kid, enjoying myself, like really, really like like thinking about who I am, what is what is this life? If I think about it now, like being in 4Mac, the skies are way more beautiful. The skies are way more beautiful. <laughs> people come here from the states because they hear about the northern lights we get in fort mac this happens every year people tour here all year round it's beautiful skies in this in the city but um back home in markham like the skies weren't that well but regardless it was me it was a me time it was me to myself to think to ponder to listen to music you know actually vibe with what this weed is doing to my body that's the crazy part so yeah i i the first time I ever snuck out, I, I remember I, I crept downstairs. I just left the door. I unlocked the door, the front door. But I didn't leave out the front door. I went from my, my window. I jumped off the garage door onto the ground. And then I would dip out and come back in. The first time I ever did it, it was exi- like when I say exhilarating, like it's like I was robbing a bank. You know what I mean? It's just like I can't believe I got away with this. And the whole time I'm smoking with my boys, I couldn't even last like. We were supposed to be kicking it for like an hour or some. 
it was 15 minutes before I was like, I've got to go back. I don't have a phone at this time, right? My phone's taken away from me. So I don't know if I got caught. Yeah. So I don't know if I got caught. I ran back. I made it. Nothing happened. It was crazy. Yeah, nothing happened. So I started doing it more. Started doing it more. And then there's one time, like I started like timing it, mind you. So like my boys, this, this is the, the scariest thing that actually happened to me as a kid. And I, and this was, um, this was during Ramadan. Yeah. So like we were at nighttime, you know, as kids, right. We're just like, yo, we're obviously not smoking during the day. We're fasting, da, 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 but we're going to bun it down at night. Right. So my boy, two of my boys, they, they, they take their parents' cars. Right. And then they pull up to my area to pick me up. They're like, yo, let's go burn it down. I was like, all right, yo, I only got like 45 minutes. Literally, yeah, my dad, yeah, my dad's like, yo, you got to wake me up for three o'clock to, oh, okay. to, you know, so we can go and eat. This is like at, uh, around two o'clock, almost two, like just after two o'clock, they come and they pick me up. We go to their area. I don't know why they want to go that far. They, we go to their area. This is probably like, I would say three to four kilometers away. So this is like four kilometers away from my area. Yeah. So we're in the, we're in a, it's a nice area, mind you. We're in like uh, this tennis court parking lot. We're smoking up. We're hitting bongs and everything. We're enjoying ourselves, laughing. We got the cars parked like stupid idiots. Like, you know, we did not care. So we're in this parking lot acting acting a fool. My cousin starts telling me, he's like, oh, I could beat you in a race. I could beat you in a race. I'm getting cocky. I'm telling him he can't do nothing. There's no way. There's no way. So me and him, we start... We, we, we're about to do this race. So we actually start like we're running. So we're, I'm stretching. He's stretching. Yeah. We're really trying to do this. I'm like, all right, bet. Give me one second. Let me hit this bong and then we'll run. Right. We're Ethiopian. We, we know long distance, but you know, me and him, we were just, we we're super competitive, you know? So we're just like, let's see who's faster. As soon as I'm about to take the, the bong hit, I see a cruiser come by. He literally, his spotlight whoop, flipped it right on top of me. As I'm hitting the bong, when I tell you I draw, I put the bong down, we, I ran. Just booked it. Me, I'm like, they took their parents' car. They, they're, they're fucked. Me, at least I, I'm not fucked like that. But it is 2.30. I got to be home in half an hour. I'm four kilometers away. I'm running, booking it. I hear sirens. I don't know why that, like, I don't know why they decided to chase us. It was so weird. We did run. We did run, but like it sucks, right? When especially when it's the police. So when we we ran, I had to get home at a de at a certain time. I did not know what time it was. I had no phone, no nothing. So I could not tell what time it was. All I did was just run for my actual life. I made it home before three o'clock. I don't know how I did it. The the endurance, because I was really good at long distance back in the day. Anyways, so like I just knew like I did not get tired once, which is crazy because I was so scared. I was so scared for my life that my dad was going to wake up on his own and I was going to be there to wake him up at 3 a.m. That that run, I I couldn't imagine doing that ever again. How how long I ran, for how, how fast I ran in that time from being just scared to just not make it in time to pick, wake up my dad, running from cops at the same time. I made it and, and I remember my sister sitting there and she's looking at me. My whole body is drenched in sweat. She's like, you think you're going to wake him up like that? And I'm like, I'm going to go change real quick. I'm, in, I'm supposed to be in the house. You might should have showered, to be honest with you. I should have showered, too. I'm, it would have been probably better. That was one time that 
I was just like, man, I gotta stop sneaking out. I gotta stop sneaking out. But it didn't stop until I actually got caught. I was getting so much better at it too. Like I was sliding down the railings just to get out of the crib. Yeah, because like I I mastered each creek where each creek was. So like they're at, the crib. at my crib, right? Yeah, so like I would have to slide down this handrail, and then I'd have to literally step on these two steps that don't make any noise. And then while I'm on like the main floor, the the floor is still creaky. My mom and my dad, for some reason, they would wake up to anything, right? So, like, one creek, oh, I'm in sneaking out. So, I had to master everything. And then, I remember, I went out. I came back home. I thought everything was set. They didn't touch nothing. Like, none of the lights were on. So, like, I, I must have got out. Nah, I came right through the back door. And my dad just turns on the light. He was sitting in the dark, waiting for me. Uh, my eyes were bloodshot, but... I promise you, I sobered up so the fastest I've ever sobered up. Like, ever since grade nine, they knew I was a problem child. I got suspended in grade nine for drinking. And yeah, like, we used to go, like, at lunchtime and, like, drink at my, my boy's crib and then come back to class. So we would get fucked up and come back to class. Stupid. I got caught because my boy went to gym class. Nah, I was the one that threw up. I messed up. I threw up. He was the one that, he, he knocked himself out. He fell on his face playing basketball. He tripped on the ball while dribbling. And then knocked himself out. He had to go to the hospital. He got his stomach pumped. Me, I, I was knocked out during all the English class. And then I should have just, I should have just skipped last period and just went to like the forest and just threw up there or something. Yeah. But I decided to go to gym class and that's when it hit me in gym class. Like I was, I had the swart, the spins, you know, it was one of those moments. It was, I was done. All I'm trying to do is not throw up. What I do, I end up throwing up all in the change room. Class was still going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I threw up and passed out right there. Literally passed up in my puke. I woke up, I remember went to the toilet to try to like gain my, my conscious, like yeah. get, get back to reality. Yeah. Friggin' other gym teacher comes in, I'm in Hassan. This guy was like, a, he was in the military. Bro, this guy hated me ever since grade nine. I am telling you, this is a known fact. Especially after that day, he did not like me. And I dated like his, his, uh, his best female athlete on the volleyball team. Like, one of the best players, you know? And he did not like that. He was like a father figure to her. I was like, bro, what's wrong with this guy? He's not your actual pops. What a weird thing, right? He loved my sister. Yeah, my sister was like a huge, like, athlete in our school. Like, for, she won, like, women, like, female athlete of the year multiple times. All, all I've ever won was, like, soccer MVP. She's won, like, MVP. She, like, uh, in Javelin, she threw, like, the, the record at the time for, like, her, her age group for our district. Yeah, so she was, like, the prize possession. Her and, like, another guy who was amazing at, like, just track and field. Like, there was two track and field. Like, my sister was did shot put, but Javelin was her thing. All by accident, too. She just picked it up and threw it, and they're just like, you know what? You kind of threw it far, you know? She was, like, a star child when it came to sports. But my the girl that I dated at the time, she was definitely a... The, the best volleyball player. But yeah, I got suspended in grade nine for drinking because we all got caught after. And that's when it started everything. My my mom came to the school. That was probably, that was, a, yeah, that was definitely the first scary moment, I think. That should, that would have been the first scary moment with my parents. I know for me, if I would have been caught doing the same thing, my mother would have been very, very upset. Mm -hmm. But like, it's not a, there's no, religion tied to me drinking exactly for me there is yeah so like my parents like were so shocked and even my dad told me it's funny too my i love my dad this guy literally told me he's like i won't even beat you because i know you're not gonna feel nothing there's no way there's no, there's nothing you you're already wrong we're gonna handle this later 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're when you're sober, we'll talk for sure. I forgot what we were, what we were saying. What was the build up to that? Well, we were talking about the first time you got caught sneaking out. Yes, my dad turned the light on me. Yes, he he's waiting right there. Turned the light on me. The man just gave me like the, like he was. I could see it in his eyes that he's just like fed up. And like, you know, he made me feel, he actually made me feel sad. No, he basically was just telling me like, man, you know, like you're, you're ruining basically me and your mom's life. Like we're up here, like worrying every single time. Is this kid going to sneak out at night? You know, like I can't sleep. Like that's what you're doing. You're, you're not letting us sleep. And that's when like it really kicked in. I'm just like, damn, like I'm just trying to have fun, but I can see what, yeah, what costs. Like you guys can't even like, you know, you're stressing every day. But yeah, but by the time I turned 18, I started getting a little bit more freedom just because of like the people I was hanging out with was a better crowd, right? Because I wasn't hanging out with that, that bad crowd. My parents knew, I started, even like, because like one of them was like a family friend too anyways. I've known him since I was a kid. It's like even me and him started like, you know, being more close in high school because he went to another school in elementary. So we really didn't connect until like later on in high school. Me and him were closer. We get closer and closer every time. Me and him, we game now together, which is crazy. I didn't even know he was into the same games as me. But, um... My parents started giving me a little bit more freedom when I was like 18 and whatnot, but I still wasn't having no drive. Like I, I ended up going to Seneca at York. So I was going there and I was taking general arts and I will say it was probably like one of the worst experience I've ever had for school and wise. I was taking math, I was taking English, and I forgot what, I was what else I was taking, something stupid. Do you remember your first day of school? I do remember, I do remember. It started off at five o'clock because I had to, my class started at nine. But there's, my school was probably by bus an hour and a half every day there. So three hour travel time there and back. It was a headache and I had to wake up so early because my classes were 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. And Mondays were the worst. So Monday was the first day. Monday I had a class at 8 a.m. And then I didn't have, and that ended at 9.30. And I didn't have a class until at 3, 3 p.m. So I'd have to stay at the school for five hours. Sometimes I go to the library and I'd sleep. I, I used to get bad sleep paralysis. That's when I had bad sleep paralysis, yeah. You know what's messed up? I think it, it definitely is a mind game because I haven't had sleep paralysis ever since I like basically found my cheat code to get out of it. It's like, obviously you're, you're, you think you're awake, right? Your, your eyes are open, you're, like, you see everything around you, but you can't move your body. For me, like I'd have the problem of just like completely like freaking out. That's like how people have like bad sleep paralysis. They, they, they tend to freak out. They get worried. They don't know why they can't, still can't move. For me, I would just like, you know, stay calm near the end of it when I start to figure it out. Like I would stay calm and finger by finger, I would try to move. So if it didn't work with my fingers, I'd do my toes. Once I'd start to feel my toes, I'd do my fingers and then it just move up to my hands. It's literally me like slowly waking myself up. Sometimes it takes minutes, but it ended up being like one time where Within 10 seconds, I was fully awake and I got out of it and then I stopped getting it. Yeah. And I don't know if it was literally because I was able to figure out for myself, like how to get out of it. I don't know if that's why I never ended up getting sleep paralysis after that. But, but yeah, so like school would suck. Right. And I wasn't interested in it. That's the big thing. I'm not interested in it. And like, I really did deal with obviously my ADHD a lot that I never took care of. I dealt with it, but I never took care of it. It was just hard for me to even like stay focused in class and stay awake. So I found it like a waste of time even going to school. You know, so like I basically, after like month one, I had enough already. 
So I skipped the whole semester after that. I didn't tell my parents. I would leave in the morning. My parents would drop me off at the bus stop and they would go to work. My parents, they work, like they would work from 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. all the time. It was really easy for me to like get away with it because like they would just drop me off at the bus stop and they'd go to work and then I'd just take that bus back to my crib and just go home and sleep and just kick it, you know? Sometimes I even had the car, so that'd be blessed. So I'd just be out and about on the road 24-7. And I know, I know, honestly, I never met your parents a day in my life, man. Don't know what they look like. If you showed me a bunch of people and tried to get me to guess, I wouldn't know, bro. But I know for a fact that they was watching the kilometers on that shit. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. My dad always asked, like, how is this possible? You literally said you're going to work and back, and you have this. Bro, my dad, my... My dad, when I worked at Walmart, they used to pull up to the parking lot to see if I, my, the car was there, to see if I was at work, because I would lie so much. I was such a liar. That was the problem. Like, I just, I, I thought, like, I deserved much more freedom. Mind you, like, my sister and, and my brother, they grew up with a lot more freedom because of, me. like, I paved the way for them. So what, were they doing the same things that you were doing? Oh, yeah. My brother was worse. <laughs> my brother was worse. He was actually hanging out with, like, bad kids. And he's your younger brother. My youngest brother. I'm the oldest. My sister's one year younger. My brother is seven years younger than me. There was one time even, it was so crazy. I laughed. I still took the blame. I didn't care. So my sister, she was like, this was probably two years, three years into her smoking weed, right? Or like, no, two years because I, oh, no, no, no. I was already in four Mac. This is three years like after I already moved and whatnot. I come back to visit, right? And my sister's buttoning it down. In her drawer, she had a piece of paper with weed in it. Her dresser drawer, her room. My parents came to me and I already moved out. So like, you know, we already have a different relationship. They can't really like, you know, press me about much. So my mom comes up, she's like, she's like, stop like putting the stuff in your sister's room. That's so, that's so messed up of you, you know? And I'm looking, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm like, what? What the hell did I do? My sister comes to me. She's like texting me, just say it to you, please, please, just say it to you. I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah, my bad. Like, that's crazy. I must have left it before I moved out three years ago. It must have been. I don't know what it was. But yeah, it was like that. Like, she was like, she, she still is to this day, like the, the angel, the golden child, right? Much deserved as well. Much deserved. Back to the to what the topic was. Um, I ended up not wanting to, you know, go to school after that. So I like I took the year off immediately after my first year of college. I took the year off. Parents were having like a, a hard time with me with that whole situation. You know, just like I'm, all I'm doing is working as a cook at Boston Pizza, not doing anything with my life. Everyone's in school, you know, and that's what my parents were. They they wanted like. You know, they, they obviously wanted the best for me, but it was also like, you know, they didn't want to have like, you know, their kids. Because our community is very like, like the Ethiopian community that I, I, where I'm from, you know, like, right? People just talk very tight, you know? And, you know, like if I'm already not going to school out of high school, like I must be messed up. And I didn't want to do any of that. I rebelled. Every single time they wanted something for me, I did the exact opposite. So I came up with the idea, like, because I already had my cousin that was living here in Fort Mac. I just made a decision. I'm like, I'm just going to move. Like, I was 19 when I made the decision. I'm like, I'm just done with this city. I want to live free, you know? I want to be my own person. I'm living in the house. I don't do laundry. I don't cook. I don't do nothing. After I, like, said I'm not going back to school, after I said I wasn't going to school to my parents, and I'm still living there, you know? But obviously, it, like, after that, it's, like, more of... And my parents were like, what are you doing in life then? Like, you're, you're just living in our house. You're just working. Like, you're not doing anything. So I, I made the decision, like, I'm going to leave. 
I'm going to start my own life and I'm going to do it by myself. And like, there's more opportunities. Like I moved, this was 2014, right? So I heard like format is like, they, they go through booms. It's, it's going to go on a little downtime right now, but it'd be best if you're here before the boom happens again. So this is your first decision to really just get up out the crib and you're yep. doing it to like, I feel like a big extreme. And this is like the, where I spent uh, almost 10 years of my life. And you said you had a cousin out here? Yeah, I had a cousin that was already out here. He was just telling me it's the, basically the land of opportunity. Okay. You know, when, when he would talk about Fort Mac, I used to get it mixed up. I always used to say Calgary. I thought I was moving to Calgary. I, I kept telling people, yeah, I'm moving to Calgary. I'm moving to Calgary. Even people to this day mess it up. They're like, yeah, you moved to Calgary, right? I'm like, it was Fort Mac. They're like, what's that? And I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't remember it, the name. So um, I spent 10 years in Scarborough, nine, almost basically 10 years. Before my, my 20th birthday, I moved to Fort Mac. A month before my 20th birthday, I moved to Fort Mac. I'm starting a new journey on my own. My cousin was working for a diversified, so he was a bus driver, right? And he was a very like religious, like religious man, you know, just like to himself. You know, just very, um, like, work, that's it. You know, work, that's it, work, that's it. So for me, I didn't know what to expect, bro. I'll be honest, I'll be honest. I came off the airport, like, I flew in. I was like, why am I, I flew in. This one, they had the other airport. So when I get in, I was like, oh, shit, okay. Welcome. Yeah. And, like, where I lived, I tried to pull it up on Google Maps. It, it said I was, in the, I was in the woods. I tripped out, I'm like, Oh, he must have given me the wrong address. <laughs> this says I'm in the woods. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, that's the address. That's the address. It was the towers. 2014. So when I came, mind you, I'm living in the suburbs prior, taking it for granted. My parents were holding it down. I took it for granted what I w the situation I was living in. Yeah. I come. Oh, my God. It was so, it was such a shock for me. I was, I moved into the ghetto. Mm -hmm. Like, it was run down. Oh, it was such an ugly environment. I was just like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? The worst part was there was cockroaches everywhere. Bed bugs. Bed bugs that literally like haunted me for months. For months. I remember I, I, my first time I came back home. Because I didn't have, when I first moved here, I didn't have no job, right? I was, I was trying to do security. I'm just staying with my cousin. I'm paying rent though. I'm paying 500 a month, right? But we're, it's three of us in one bedroom. So I got a job literally the first day I got there. Like Paladin Security called me. They're like, yeah, you passed the, the phone interview. We want you to do uh, in person, right? They're like, do you have your class five by any chance? I lied. I said, yeah. Like, okay, we need you to prove it when you get here. So my cousin told me as long as I switch my, my license when I get here, if I had my G license, uh, my G2 license, I'd, uh, which is basically a GDL class five here, if I had it for more than a year in Ontario, which I did, I, I'm valid to just like switch over to a full class five. So I told Paladin, I was like, yeah, um, for my interview, can I come in in like a month? I got to go to Toronto unexpectedly for something. I just made up some, some bullshit. Yeah. They told me, yeah, they rescheduled it for like three weeks later. So it gave me time to go and get my ID. Finally came the mail. I got the interview. I got the job right away. You know, I was, it was fast track. I did my security license back home preparing to do security. Uh, I quit smoking weed for like months prior to this, you know. All I did was like work out for a little bit, you know. Nothing big. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anybody. So like all I do is go downstairs and like play ping pong, play pool or work out. That's all I could do with having no friends and a religious cousin too. So I really couldn't go out drinking and shit. I couldn't smoke because I had to take piss tests. I just had to be serious. So I treated it like I was in... 
I was in the mud trying to get myself up. So I got the job, everything. I was supposed to go work. So they, um, they told me I'm going to be working. I couldn't get on the next shift work. So they said in uh, a week's time, you can hop on next rotation. So I thought I'd do my ha, my last hoorah before I go back to work. I go out. This when Wood Buffalo Brew was popping. I go out and um, <laughs> it's a good time. I come back and then we see, I see cops everywhere in front of Podolin, right? So I thought it was a fight. I thought I'm about to catch a fight or whatever. So I pull out my phone like, oh, you know, world star. Literally one of those moments. Like I was like, world star, world star. So this is 2014. I pull my phone out. I see the situation. Some guy is knocked out on the floor, blood everywhere. Then I was like, oh, shit. So I have my phone in my hand. And then uh, I put my phone like in my arms and I have my arms crossed. I, I don't know what my phone was looking like. I guess maybe it looked like I was still recording, but it would have been like, I was being sneaky. That's pretty down low if I was gonna record like like that as if it was like a big time scoop. It wasn't that big of a deal. The juicy content, what it would have been, I guess, happened before. Comes up to me, starts trying to I'll, like have all trying. He's like, you, are you recording my boy? You recording my boy? I was like, yo, relax, yo. I even show my phone. I'm like, nah, man. Yeah. Not doing, he's like, no, 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 you're, you're trying to fucking record. This is in front of cops. This guy comes in my face and I'm like, yo, relax, bro. There's cops everywhere. What does a cop do? Comes right to me, pushes me out of the way. He's like, get going. I'm like, like, what am I doing? I didn't do anything wrong. Do you, did you not just see him come to me? But you know, I guess in the scenario, like that's his friend. He should be there. He wanted to keep his, uh, the guy's buddy with him who was knocked out on the floor. So he's trying to get me out of there. But I was like not having it because I'm like, brother, like what am I doing wrong for you to like try to take me away from the situation? Clearly this guy's the one that's hostile. I'm the one that's calm. Cop keeps pushing me. He's literally pushing me from my chest, pushing me forward. He's like, keep walking, keep walking. I'm like, I'm moving away. You keep pushing me. He's like, keep moving, keep moving. I was like, how far do you want me to go? He's, cop tells me, you want to get arrested? I was like, no, but I'm leaving though. Like, I'm leaving. Doesn't matter. Cuffs me right away. I had weed on me. Yeah, this was this was the crazy part. I had weed on me. I was shook. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna lose my job if this happens, right? So he cuffs me, he throws me in the cop car. My roommate's literally with me. He's like, what? Like, this is my boy who moved in as well from Edmonton. He moved in from Edmonton. So he's literally asking the cops, he's like, yo, what, what's going on? Why is he being arrested? What did he do? And he's like, you wanna go in too? Boom, takes my roommate, throws him in there. Doesn't cuff him though, just throws him in there. So I'm tripping out. I tell my, uh, my, my roommate, I'm like, yo fam, like, just watch for the cops. I need to take out this weed. I take the weed out of my pocket. While I'm cuffed from behind, I literally reach around. I'm a skinny guy, skinny and lanky, long arms. I go inside my pocket, take it out, crotch it, done that us. I'm just, I'm there waiting for, for him to search me. That's all. The car reeks. His cop, he laughs. He's just like, oh, you got some weed on you? I'm like, no, nah, I smoked just before this. I have nothing. Starts searching me everywhere. Goes through my wallet. That's what ruined it. He went through my wallet. He saw my, my manager's card in there with their name and their number, right? And the company. And he, he says her name, but her nickname, which she told me, her name is like Francesca or whatever or something. And she goes by Frankie. But it says on the card, Francesca, he's like, he's like, Frankie's your manager? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, so you're secured and you're talking to me like this? I'm gonna make sure you'll never work in security ever again. Calls my boss. He can't find nothing, no weed on me. But the way I acted towards a police officer, got they let me go before I even started. They're like, you know what? It's not going to work out. 
So I am jobless already. He couldn't get anything off me, so he decided to get me fired before I even started. Let go, right? And that's what happened. And I lost my job right away. The next day, I went right to Boston Pizza, and I was like, look, I used to work at Boston Pizza back home. I could work here, too. Yeah, I started the next day. I worked in the kitchen from 2014 all the way to the fires. And when I just started working there, like, I had to tell my parents, like, oh, like, it didn't work out with the security. Uh... I'm going to just go back to school here. And my parents are like, what? Like, how? For what? what? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to pay for that? This, this, that? I had, I knew somebody that went to Keanu College. And he had went to Keanu College. And he told me, and I knew him from back home because he's from the same uh, uh, village as I am, from Ethiopia, right? Oh, okay. So we're from the same community. So I knew him back in the day. And I was like, I would say to be humble, I was like, I was a lot better than a lot of people, like people from my community in soccer. So, um... Everybody kind of knew me. I quit. I haven't played soccer in years, mind you. He told me he paid for Keanu. He got a full ride. And he played on the bench. I know I'm better than him, you know? So I'm like, yo, I'm going to try out. So, like, I've been calling this coach all summer. He's dodging me. He's not answering. I'm, like, I am I see that the tryout. Bro, and it was so funny. I was on some weird shit. I was, like, I was, I knew, I played against their, their, their soccer team. They played in a men's league. So, like, the school would pay for it and all the... Just to stay in shape during the summer, they'd let them play in the men's league. They can't, they don't do it no more because of like injuries that happen. A player got injured and even couldn't play in an actual Keanu season because of it. So that's when they're just like, no more your scholarship. If you want to avoid your scholarship, go play in men's league. You get injured, you don't get your scholarship, you know? Yeah, so back then we were allowed to. So they, I played against Keanu. I scored a couple one-two on them, you know? I was feeling nice. After the game, I was just talking with the with the, the captain. I was like, yo, I'm trying to try out for your team. Like, I'm new to the city. Like, when's your trout? Man's just like, come come this day, da-da-da. Yeah. And I was like, uh, he's like, contact our coach so you can set it up. I was like, all right, bet, give me your number. Give me his number. I called him, no answer. Texted him, no answer. Called him, no answer. Months go by. I just show up to the tryout. He sees me. He sees me play. I, I do well. You know, it was me and another guy trying out. The other guy was not it. So I felt confident. There's one guy that I knew... That was not it. I thought he wasn't even gonna make the team. He's made it. But there's one other guy, he's he's like he was decent. He was decent. He still made it, but I knew I was better than both of them. So I made it. Obviously I rode the bench for like the first year. Later on in my years, I ended up getting like full basically full rides. The first three years, like I was probably paying like three hundred bucks to go to school. I told my parents I'm gonna go to school and I'm gonna try for the soccer team. I made the team. Yeah, I went to Keanu for the one year. I struggled. I will say this, like I struggled first semester. Because I'll tell you my schedule. I went to school basically from 8 to 4. I was working at BP's in the kitchen. So what I would do is I would, I would go to class. No, I would go to school from like 8 to 3 or 8 to 2. This was a long time ago. This is 2014. Go to school like 8 to 2. And then I'd come home. I'd take a quick nap till like 3.30. And then I'd go for practice 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then I'd go to work from 7 to 12. And I would do that on repeat. So I would do that Monday to Thursday every day. And then we would travel for soccer on the weekends. Just trying to survive. It was so hard, the transition of like, I was never an, like a student athlete, you know? I never knew that was going to be my path where I was going to like be like a student athlete in college. I never thought that was going to happen. I didn't in intend on it happening. Yeah. It just so happened that I was like, you know what? Let me try out. And like, oh, like these are guys are actually nice. Like. I could do something with this, right? So um, 
I did fail my first semester, so I had to take the year off. And I just worked in the kitchen, just like, you know, just working in Fort Mac, just getting to know people in Fort Mac, but really wasn't doing much, you know? It was working in the kitchen. Um, 2016 happened, the fires happened. Like, during the fire, I, I actually, like, I kind of got stuck going up the hill. Like, Gregoire was, like, mayhem, right? And, like, I had to get to my cousins. Cabby told me, nah, I can't go any, we can't go any further. We got to get people downtown. I'm like... By all means, business is business, brother. I know you got to make your money. So he dropped me off like probably a kilometer away from my cousin with my duffel bag of my laptop and my just clothes. I thought it was going to be an evacuation for a week. I packed clothes just for a week. I meet up with my cousins. Tell me how they're saying we're not going to be coming back to the city for a while, weeks. Well, my parents were just like, look, your city burnt down. You might as well come back now. (laughs) You know? Uh, Me, I was praying it was going to... Because, like, the way they made it seem on the news, they made it seem like our city is gone. My parents, seeing it on the news, they were terrified, right? They wanted me to come home. You know, Red Cross was actually doing their thing. They were helping out. Like, they flew me out. I got to fly back home and uh, just, like, stay with my parents for a couple months, you know? Uh, when I finally came back, and I stayed for two months, this is the longest I stayed. Usually, I only stayed for, like, one week, two weeks. I stayed for two months. It felt good to be back home, you know, but I was ready to go back. Really, I really, like, took it for granted my mom's cooking until I came back that summer. And I started munching everything. I had an appetite for everything, you know? So, uh, come back to Formac finally after the fire and everything. I'm working, and, like, the one kitchen manager at the time was just like, man, like, you, like, talk so much, like, you should, like, why don't you just do bartending? And I laughed, and I was like... Nah, I don't think I could do any of that, you know? Mm. And, uh, yeah, it, it, Boss Pizza, you know, they ended up, like, letting me bartend. They gave me the platform. They're just like, look, like, we'll train you. And they were super nice about it, like, you know, bringing me from back house to front of house, which is mm. crazy, right? Transitioning. And uh, I did that, and I loved it. Loved it. Learning new drinks, you know, and... Um, I think the most thing that was so intriguing to me, like BPs, like they had like sports package for any sport. So I was watching TV. Like imagine you, I'm going from the kitchen where all I could do is listen to music to now all I got to do is I, same type of ordeal. I'm looking at a chit or I'm looking at a screen and it's telling me what order I got to make. Same as the back house, right? It's telling me what order I got to make. I just got to make that order and then boom, on to the next one. Same thing with that. Only difference is now I got TVs all around me. I could watch TV while doing work. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. And then I, I started getting a little bit better at it, more confident and whatnot. I started, like, other people, other restaurants actually wanted, like, reaching out to me to come work for them, too, which I was, like, actually, like, really honored to, like, you know? They came up to me, like, man, like, you're such a nice guy. Like, you're cool. Like, we, like, we feel like you would mesh with our, like, uh, staff a lot, you know? Because, like, when I was working at BP's, it was, like, you know, it's, like, the downtown BP's especially, it's, like, you know, the, the Filipino and, like, the... Ethiopian and more predominantly Filipino community that's running. These are all like moms and like there's a couple kids, obviously. Moxie's was like people my age. And they offered me like good money at the time, you know? Like they were really wanting to make it work. And I was like, damn, I really did not think like people liked me that much. EVP was reaching out even then, I think. But that was that was from Farva. He was like basically like the whole mentor of like bartending for me. He was the one that always was trying to show me the right way, you know? I owe a lot to him, him and Dylan. They were the two that really, like, uh, 
pushed me a lot more into bartending and making me better bartender. And this is while I'm going to school playing soccer at the same time. You know, I was really just like doing it to play soccer, but I really wasn't doing it much with the school that I, I had. I really just loved bartending and I loved playing soccer. Yeah, so I gained this, you know, new family that I had at Moxie's. We end up moving into a house, all of us together. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, I ended up getting my a, my do a dog. Shout out my boy Mello. Like you know, I was really embracing like you know the four Mac life. You know, like I'm here. This is like where I live now. I, I'm having a, a good time living working at Moxie's. Good time working at Moxie's. Pandemic happened. I'm in school. I'm playing soccer. We're supposed to go. Like, COVID's already like you know out there. We already had our outdoor season. We're about to have our indoor season now. You know, we're about to go to our tournament. We just won a, a preseason tournament two weeks prior. And this is the day where before we're about to go to our tournament, it gets canceled because of COVID. I, I booked off work because I was going to go to this tournament. I ended up going to Edmonton to go party. Why is it that that was the last turn up before the whole world shut down? Ain't that crazy? It was the weekend before I turned up and the whole world shut down. You know what's crazy? If it wasn't for COVID, I never would have realized what kind that I love playing video games. Cause now I'm like a huge gamer. Before I never was. I just used to play sports video games, that's it. Now I play Call of Duty religiously. You know, it's all because of COVID too, right? It was all because of COVID. We thought, you know, it was gonna be a month, two months before we come back, you know, to, to work in at Moxie's. We get a call back from the boss saying, Moxie's isn't opening back up. So yeah, I was jobless, you know, had some cash, you know, saved up, you know, Obviously, we were getting money from the government too. Took a vacation to Kelowna. On my vacation back, I get a call from the boss saying, we're done. We're, we're, Moxie's never opening back up. That place was just barely hanging on. You know, I love that place, but it was just basically hanging on. It was so dead always. So like, I understand why they, they did it, why they had to let it go. But it, if it wasn't for that, it, I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to go to EVP. I went through, like before coming to EVP, I, I took a couple months off. I, I was going back to, I would say, without saying much, I was going back to my old ways. You know, I had to put myself back into realization, like, look, 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 that's not you no more. You got to grow up. You know, I'm getting to, I'm like, what, 27 now. I got to grow up. I'm still taking the easy road to make money. That sucks. So you know what? I said, fuck it. Let me go and get a job at East Village Pub. Get a job at East Village Pub. And this is in 2021. No, COVID-19. This is in 2020. Okay. Yeah. This is in 2020, because I'll be there in three years in, in September. So in 2020, September, I finally give up whatever I'm doing, stupidity, and I'm just like, look, I need to get a job, you know? And, like, you know, I, I, I wanted to stop with that life, you know, regardless. So I get, I get a job. And I thought I knew bartending before, but when I weren't there, they really, like, I was not it. EVP, it's fast-paced. It's much faster-paced. It's like the... Like on a Friday, Saturday, it, it turns into the club scene, right? So you got to pump drinks out, you know, be quick on your feet, you know, be quick with everything and just like, you know, adapt to like the flow of the game, you know, and Farva definitely like started that. But Dylan is like my other, my coworker. He's definitely the one that really changed the game for me. Yeah. And he's been front house, back house, management, everything, you know, that guy knows everything about that, that place. And he showed me all the tricks. Cause like Farva, he was there. I was basically like his replacement. Like he told me already before I was getting there. He's like, like you gotta replace me there, you know? Like, but yeah, um, Dylan was the one that really like, I would say, you know, gotta give him credit for it. Like he definitely did mold me to be a much better bartender, much be faster, much more efficient. 
like I've always been always well to adapt to my um, my surroundings. So like it was very easy like to get along with guests. Like it's obviously a different style, right? At Moxie's it was more like calm, more cool, collect, like, you know, so like I would really like sit down and talk with guests and like I'd have the time to sit down and talk with guests. EVP is more like come chat to you for 30 seconds to a minute, but then that machine, you hear it too. We both hear that machine going, I gotta go and do that. So like, you know, I I, I learned how to, you know, be able to like multitask better like talk with guests and and still like you know make my chits at the same time you know so what was what did you think about bartending like before you got to that point what did you think it was going to be like what did you think you had to do i thought i thought like what i i thought i had the whole social aspect down pat out the gate i I thought like you know my my charisma like all this stuff like my charm it was gonna work anyways right and like it did obviously somewhat but then i started to learn more about sports more more things about sports so like that's how i could connect with more people especially in this city people love hockey i didn't really know much about hockey until i moved here you know i became more of a fan of hockey and more of a student of the game since i've moved here now like it's funny like people are shocked at the statistic that i know with with the knowledge that i had it opened much more doors when it came to guest experience with me if we can't connect on a personal level we can connect on a sports sports level for sure yeah there's always going to be a common lane with me we can always figure something out where i can make the experience better and like if it doesn't work out that way it doesn't work out that way sometimes it doesn't some people just don't want to talk that's cool that's cool with me too you good if you just want like there's one guy that comes to my bar and he's such a respectful guy. He's super consistent with what he orders. Like he'll literally get this drink and I know when he wants another one, he's always watching a movie on his laptop, doing something, doing work, and he'll sit there and he'll order food. And I'll know when he'll order food, he'll just take out an earbud and I know he's ready to ask me something. Any, any other time, headphones in, he'll give me a thumbs up and that's how our, the, the experience with me and him go every single time and it's perfect right because i don't have to do too much to to accommodate to him all i got to do is do the little things all he all he wants is little things and he just wants to be in his own zone but there's other people that literally come for straight banter Mm -hmm. you know like there's people that i have sports banter with till this day like they'll like with the guests that i've had at evp that they text me till this day like where are you you know, you're not working tonight. I, I was trying to talk to somebody with a low IQ on sports, you know, just trying to get me going, you know, and, and I love it too, right? Because I'm a, I'm a Toronto fan in all sports. Right. To my native area, that's what I am. Right. It, it sucks that, you know, my, my sports teams haven't really seen, you know, the light of day since I've been born. I've only seen one, Raptor. That was definitely the greatest moment of my life, I can say that. I was there downtown. Oh, you, you don't understand. It literally felt like like we fought a war and we won the war. It was so wild. We had, like since I was born, so I was born in 94, 93 was the last time Toronto won anything in all major sports. So 2016 comes 18 years later, or no, 25 years. And like for that to happen, that was a crazy experience being downtown with everyone, you know, enjoying that moment and even being at the parade, enjoying that moment. Yeah, so, um, uh, me being a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, I get a lot of razz about it, you know, since my team hasn't won since 1967. So, like, a lot of people here are diehard Oilers fans, and I love banter with them because I know a lot about their team. I know a lot about their statistics. So it's nice to, like, have banter with, with a lot of these, uh, like, diehard fans, you know, for their sport. Because a lot of people are from Edmonton too, right? So, like, the, the friendships I've gained just from banter is amazing. 
and like it, it's only happened at at EVP, mm. right? And like as years go by, like it's almost I'm almost on year three. It doesn't feel like it's been three years, but I'm almost on year three, and like it's the most money I've ever made as a bartender. Mm. It's the most fun I've ever had as a bartender. Yeah, because like just like the staff too. Like I'm at the age where like. I'm one of the older, like, I'm, I'm not, I thought I was going to be one of the older ones. There's people that are much older than me. I'm, like, one of the younger people. They've been at it for a minute. These are, like, vets in the yeah. game. And I'm, like, I'm, I thought I was a vet already. I, I was bartending for four years before coming to EVP. But I'm still a rookie compared to, like, the people that work here right now, right? You know who's a vet to me, bro? Renee, bro. Renee. Yo, bro. Oh, she is a heavy vet. She is. Legend, bro. She's legendary status. Yeah, bro, that's Hall of Fame. She's like, yo, you can put her anywhere and the job is going to get done. Yeah. Like, she's going to make it work. She's Hall of Fame. Talking about banter with anyone on the face of this earth. She was my neighbor just up until two months ago. Yeah, because I, I just moved from that those ends over there. But yeah, man. Man, I even... It's crazy, too. Before EVP, like, I did one while I was working at EVP. I did two. Like, I guest bartended at a lot of staff parties here. I never thought I was that good. Like, I think it was because of my, like, my attitude and, like, just, like, my ability to, like, yeah. you know, bond with everybody. That's why. Because, like, I true hardly didn't feel like my skills were so good that I'm, like, the one play Like, Town Hall, they said they didn't want anyone except for me to do it. Brewhouse, too. When I bartended in the alley, they wanted me. They said, they, we need you to bartend our staff party. And it was so crazy to me because I'm, like. I would tell everybody the same thing. I'm like, you do know I'm not I'm not that good of a bartender. I think my my best attribute is my guest experience with you. I'm able to sit down and have a conversation with you and we will find a middle ground where we could talk. I promise you. And you will not cuz like that's the whole point of being a bartender, right? How, like people are saying like um, I I didn't sign up to be a mixologist. Mixologists and bartenders need to be they are separate things. I truly believe it. Cuz a mixologist you that, that is uh, a craft. That, that's not the experience you get from me. I'm not a mixologist. I'm a bartender. I am. When you come by yourself and you sit at the bar, I promise you, we will talk, brother. We will sit down. We'll have a conversation. I will make sure you want to come back, because you know, like that's what people do here in the city. That that their experience, like they they work on site, and you know, they finish work, and you know, some people like they have families back home and whatnot, so they they're here by themselves. So they come to a bar and they sit down, they want to have food, watch some sports and go home. Just socialize a little bit, but they don't want to, you know, do nothing. They're not here to, you know, some people, you know, most people are not here to go and get laid and like, you know, yada, yada, yada. They just want to come sit, they have their food and, you know, bounce out, knock out, repeat, you know. And I feel like that was like my, my best attribute, like being able to, to bond a connection for you to want to come back. Because I feel like I am a... a a very understanding person when it comes to whatever your character is. You know, I'm very accepting. Like, I, I'd love to understand your life. If you want to know about my life, I could promise you that we could talk about it as well. You know, whatever, however much time you have, I'm here till the bar closes. Right. So if you want to, if you want to sit down and talk, we could talk, brother. Anytime, anytime. That's what really separated me from a lot of people. And that's why, like, I gained a lot of traction from a lot of different bars. I'm just like, yo, we need to have you come come work with us, come work with us. Yeah, and I like and I and I love it. I like I'm so happy and honored to have that type of, you know, um pull, I guess you would say in this city. You know what I mean? Where like I do know at least like if this let's say something god forbid happens at EVP where I have to go somewhere. Like I know I'll find a job no problem. And like even this past year like I got nominated for 
bartender of the year. And it's so crazy. I was laughing. I was like, why? Why do people like, like I, why do people fuck with me like this? That's yeah. so crazy. They even put in the magazine. Everyone says I get salty about it. I don't really care. I think I'm honored to be second place in this city. I'm so blessed and honored to even say like, bro, people think I'm like, I'm him here. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. I, from my peers in this whole city, I came second at being a bartender only to a mixologist who does the craft. He has his own bar set up. Like he, he is a bartender mixologist, yeah. 100%. But this guy is like, he is elite. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, to be second to him, pff, fire, fire. Give it to me, bro. Give it to me. They even put in the paper by how much I lost. But I was like, yo, chill. Like, stop. Why you guys got to put it out there? Make me feel even more bad, you know? So like, for me, it's like, it's just a blessing like to even like, EVP even giving me like the platform to even be recognized by this many people, you know, because there's such a well-respected organization in in Fort Mac, you know, for people to just notice me and like, you know, say hi to me on the streets, like, you know, just like and being able to still keep the same type of energy I give them while they're at the bar out of person because like, you know, there's some people that'll just like, you know, they they're they're different at their job than when they are at home. Right. Me, I'm always the same. Out in public, I'll even, if you want to have like a five minute conversation while we're like in the grocery store, by all means, bro. I, I don't want anybody to think that I, I'm a different character from my job just because I'm, I'm here to just take your money. No, I'm here to actually learn who you are as well. That's the whole part of the experience is for you and for me too, I feel. As a bartender, the experience is for you and for me. I gain every, I gain always something from everybody. I'm able to learn who people are. By different learning, like yeah. meeting, yeah, meeting different people. I'm able to learn different cultures, different, um, yeah, perspectives of life on on political views, on sports views. You know what I mean? I love it. Like, it's so nice to see. And without being a bartender, I'd never be able to find that out, you know? But um, where I'm at right now, I just, I'm, like, I'm loving it. Like, it's just such a great experience and such a nice flow of life that uh, like I'm happy with what I do I'm still happy when I'm working you know like I don't I don't ever want to go to a job where I'm not happy while I'm working because then it just that's when the hours start to 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 last longer you know shout out EVP for that man I don't think I'd ever go to another restaurant after this if I were ever to move on I don't think I'd ever get in the industry again because this is like for me perfect fit for like who I am what I am, I'm not, it's not too much of the mixology and it's not too much of like the, the guest experience aspect. It's a mix of both. And like, I have fun with it. Like it's super nice. So we're gonna wrap it up here. And for our final question, it's gonna be, if you could say anything to that little kid at Marineland, <laughs> what would you say to him? Just wait for the light, just wait for it. It's gonna come. Everything you wanted, it'll eventually come. Just be patient and let your parents breathe. <laughs> let your parents breathe. Remember that growing up. Let your parents breathe. They'll eventually get better with what you choose in life. Because I never really knew that my parents were so understanding. Like I think about it now compared to like growing up. Like my parents are so understanding of who I am and like what I became now that they're so proud of who I am. Wow. And like, you know, I'm the oldest son you know, and being able to like, you know, help them financially with whatever they want and whatnot, whatever they need is, is nice to, to your parents see you now as a, a grown up, yeah. you know, before it was, 
just like, oh my God, I, I want I can't wait to grow up. I, I just want to move out. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. You know, should have enjoyed being a kid for a lot longer rather than trying to grow up too fast. Man, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Thank you so much for like being vulnerable and sharing your story. Thank you with for us. having me. I appreciate it. Mad grateful for yeah, you. Yeah. Love to come back for sure. Word. For Bless. sure. We'll definitely anything do that. you want, bro. I'll definitely come back for this. Thank you, man. I it's a good experience. It. Nah, man. I'm glad you. I'm glad you feel that way about yeah. it. Sure. This is Mac World, and we out. Peace. In the last month, you have missed 20 days of school. Hey, right, look. I tried, Ma. I missed a few days, but I went back three weeks straight. Then three people came to my class on career day. A computer technician, a stone, and a doctor. And they all look like poor, broke-down niggas. You watch your mouth. I can't see myself going to school and end up like them. I got something to do right now. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Jan's pregnant. I'm gonna be a father. Please tell me that you are not that stupid. Because you are still a damn boy. Is this why you think I came to the States? So I can spend all my days taking care of you? potatoes you leave under your bed. You can't take care of yourself. How are you gonna take care of me? Where's the plate? I threw it in the trash. It was disgusting. What are you doing? Those wasn't no damn mashed potatoes, all right? Look at me. I said, look at me. Are you telling me what I think you're telling me? You gonna end up like those worthless bums you hang with, don't you see that? Bums don't have chains, and boys don't have money. I'm a man. Do you think that makes you a man?